ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in, because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back. My name is Shannon Davis, the Omega Man, and this is a live broadcast Thursday, June 8th, 2023. Welcome wherever you're tuning in from. Why don't we open up in prayer? Father, Jehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for this opportunity to speak your word today. We ask that you bless everyone that has come out or will listen later. Again, we plead the blood of Jesus Christ over all of us and our families. We ask you, Father God, to guide and direct all of our steps, forgive us of all our sins as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Help us all, Lord Jesus, in these difficult times to navigate them, to be where you want us to be, do what you want us to do. Have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, we also ask that you would surround us with warrior angels, with swords of fire. In Jesus' name, we invite the Holy Ghost to come today to illuminate the Scripture. God, give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word. We can properly divide it. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray. Amen. Well, friends, uh, we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. We're over in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Audio still okay out there? Okay, here we go. Jesus' name. Um, Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Ye know that ye were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man, speaking by the Spirit of God, calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now, there are diversities of gifts means very there means uh, different types of gifts right but the same spirit and there are differences of administrations but the same lord and there are diversities of operations but it is the same god which worketh in all but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. Talk about the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. I'd like to have that one. I'd like to have them all, but that one especially. To another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one in the self same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. 
Now, there are people out there I've encountered that will attack you if you do not have the same gifts as maybe they have. Do all speak in tongues? And we'll read that verse later. No. Do all have the all prophesy? No. Do all have the gift of miracles? No. I personally haven't met anybody with the gift of miracles, but I have seen miracles in action, like with A. Allen on video. But I know it's in operation in the world. But that doesn't make you any less a Christian if you don't have the same gift as others. Again, they all come from the same source, the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. And he divides to every man severally as he will. Now, we don't get to pick and choose. Now, we can request them, of course. But ultimately, the Holy Spirit of God decides what gifts we're going to receive. Not everybody has all the gifts automatically at, uh, when they become saved, as some may lead you to believe. I don't see any scripture for that. In fact, Paul says, do all prophesy? Do all speak in tongues? No. So we don't just have all the gifts imputed on us. And we should seek the gifts. And God loves to give good gifts to his children. But let's get over this attacking one another because you have one gift and I have another, vice versa, as some will do it. Okay. So the Holy Spirit divvies them out as he will for operation in the body of Christ. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If thy foot shall say, Because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath pleased him. Are you tracking me so far here? And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again to the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now, ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. 
And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversity of diversities of tongues. Let me read that one again. And God hath set some in the church. First apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. That's today we're talking about. It should be in the church today in operation. Are all apostles or all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? The answer is no. But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. We're reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, I've been in the church my whole life. I, I've said that many times. I'll probably say it more again. Earliest recollection, age two, playing in the parsonage that my grandfather and grandmother built when they uh, were sent by the Lord out to Warner Robins, Georgia. There was a church built there, Warner Robins Church of God in the 60s. And I was born in 69, so I was there. Earliest recollection in the house of God. Later, my other grandfather, my dad's side, became a pastor. So there was a time in my life where we attended both granddad's churches in the same week uh, because they both lived in Georgia, not too far from each other. That was a real special time. Um, So I think I'm entitled to an opinion on some things, and I have seen some things. Haven't been in the church over 50 years. When did I get saved? Well, uh, in preschool, my mother led us to the Lord as children. And uh, then when I was 18, I thought, you know, I really don't know the date I was saved, but I've been saved most of my life, as far as I know. And I hear other people, they say, well, I was saved in so-and-so date. They remember it. And, uh, and I remember the verse says, you know, we need to confess Jesus before men. He'll confess us before his Father in heaven. Uh, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go up and do it. Just make it official. Although I was saved. Uh, when I was 18, there was an altar call on Sunday morning. Uh, it was bright in that church. I remember bright packed full of people on a Sunday morning Granddad Weber's church and you know, there's a call for people to come to Christ after the sermon and two people went up and one of them was a drunk man had come off the street and I got up there and I, I embarrassed my grandparents I mean it was like uh, son you're saved what are you coming up here for and I said because grandmother I have never done it officially in front of the church as I've seen others do it not say you got to get saved in the church no, you can be saved right where you're at, tuning in this program tonight. But you need to tell somebody about it. And I I just felt of the Holy Spirit to go and do it. And I went up and made a, a public confession. I, that's what I hadn't done, really. For Christ, I was 18. But I've been saved most of my life. And um, 
again, you don't have to do it in front of a church, but you do want to tell somebody if you haven't already. Don't be a closet Christian. Tell someone, you know, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Amen? At least once, do it. So, praise God. Um, but I saw um, many of the, some of the, I, I saw not all, but I saw some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation. We saw tongues, diversities of uh, tongues would be like foreign languages. Okay. Um, I didn't witness that, but I, I heard the prayer language that many pray in. And I heard interpretation of tongues. And there's an order that Paul sets out in Corinthians over there about how you're supposed to conduct your church services and have an order, some rules, so it's not chaotic. And, you know, um, some may speak in tongues, but there needs to be an interpretation or you need to uh, be silent and pray to yourself. Tongues is built for your own edification when you pray to God. But if you're prophesying and you're doing it in an uh, unknown tongue, there needs to be an interpretation. And I saw that in action. I saw Brother Carter. He spoke in tongues a lot in church. And he would get up, just stand up as uh, church services was going on and Granddad was preaching. He would get up or they were praying corporately, and he would give uh, a word in tongues. And then he would stand up, and he's finished giving the word. Remember, Granddad said, let's wait on the interpretation. And then it might be a lady get up and uh, give the interpretation. Those were two of the gifts in operation. One was interpreting. One was a tongue and then I remember also another occasion brother Carter got up and spoke in tongues then Grindit moved in that gift of interpretation and he was a pastor and he interpreted it would be a message from the Lord for the people and to edify the, the people um, prophets I've seen prophets in action Teachers, of course. I think we all had teachers in Sunday school. Workers of miracles and worker and, and gifts of healing. Uh, those are supposed to be in the body of Christ today. You see them a lot in the uh, Miracles Today Allen ministry. And it's happening in the world today. Gifts of healing, miracles. Um those are for today apostles are for today prophets teachers workers of miracles it says have all gifts of healing do all speak with tongues do all interpret but covet earnestly the best gifts and yet show I unto you a more excellent way yeah I saw primarily uh, tongues messages in tongues and then interpretation of tongues we saw that a uh, lot in the church of God. I didn't see deliverance in the church of God. Um, we did have many people come up for prayer and they anointed them with oil. Praise the Lord. 
First Corinthians chapter 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. I think this would all be under the category of diversities of tongues. You could have tongues of men where you're speaking in a foreign language, foreign to you. But God has you speak it for someone else here who needs the message in their language. Grandmother was in Haiti one time with granddad. They were down there on a mission trip and she got up to speak and the Holy Ghost fell on her and she began to speak in Haitian Creole. Had never spoken that before or after. And there was a lady out there who understood her and she said, Sister Weber, I didn't know you knew Creole. I said, well, honey, I don't. Well, you were, you were speaking in Creole? And God had a message for that lady. So that was a, an operation of um, tongues of men. And then there's the tongues of angels. It says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity or love, I am becoming a sounding brass or as a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and that is a gift uh, that can be an operation in the members of the body of Christ, you can also have a office of a prophet. Not everybody who has a gift of prophecy is a prophet or a prophetess. There we are. And I know some just want to all be called prophet, you know, like unisex. But no, there's prophet, that's a man. And there's prophetess, that's a woman. Um, there's male and female. And it's just distinguishing, is it a male or female prophet? Prophetess, prophet. You can have um, also people that operate in the gift as the Holy Spirit gives them utterance. And, and, all, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, and faith, it says, is a gift. I need more of that. How about you? So that I could remove mountains and have not charity, love. I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Speaking of endurance, uh, we're going to be called upon um, to endure some hard times before the Lord Jesus Christ comes back. Speaking of endurance, we've got to have long suffering, we've got to have patience. And we've got to keep the faith. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. I believe I prophesied to someone yesterday 
and I just, just felt it in my gut. I don't call myself a prophet by any means, but as the Holy Spirit of God moves on you or me, we can uh, operate in a gift as it needs to happen. And this individual, this girl, was in a uh, relationship with a man that was not her husband, and he's left. Of course, she's going to be heartbroken, but this was not the man that I believe God would have her to marry. And I gave her a word. Sell out to the Lord Jesus Christ, and in the next 12 months, God has a man that he's going to send to you. A man of God. It'll be from the Lord. It will not be someone you picked out of the world. Focus on the Lord, and he's going to send you again. A godly man inside 12 months. And uh, I was like, am I making that up? No, I feel it's of the Lord. Okay. So, here we go. We've got to have love, charity. Um, charity never faileth again but whether there be prophecies they shall fail whether there be tongues they shall cease whether there be knowledge it shall wish vanish away for we know in part and we prophesy in part but when that which is perfect is come then that which is in part shall be done away with done away when I was a child I spake as a child I understood as a child I thought as a child but when I became a man I put away childish things for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. And I believe that uh, means love. First Corinthians 14. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts but rather that ye may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Albeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. I would that ye all spake with tongues, but rather that ye prophesied. For greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaks with tongues, except he interpret, that the church may receive edifying. Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? Except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge, or by prophesying, or by doctrine. And even things without life giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction of the sounds, how shall it be known what is piped or harped? For if the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to battle? So likewise, except, likewise ye, except ye utter by the tongue words easy to be understood, how shall it be known what is spoken? For ye shall speak into the air. These are, it may be, there are, excuse me, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them was without signification. Therefore, 
if I know not the meaning of the voice, I shall be unto him that speaketh a barbarian, and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me. So if you're speaking in tongues in a public setting, people are going to hear you and say, what are you, what are you saying? They don't know. Unless, of course, you interpret or there's someone there okay, with a gift of interpretation. And they're able to interpret it. But if you're speaking to God for the edification of your own self, uh, people around you, again, they're not going to be blessed by that. And some of them may think you're nuts. I don't know what the heck is, said, is being said. Even so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Else when thou shalt bless with the spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks, seeing he understandeth not what you said? For thou verily, verily giveth thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church I had rather speak five words with my understanding, that by my voice I might teach others also, than ten thousand words in an unknown tongue. And nobody understood what you are saying, in other words. Brethren, be not children in understanding. Howbeit in malice be ye children, but in understanding... Be men. And the law is written, With men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people. And yet for all that will will they and yet for all that will they not hear me, saith the Lord. Wherefore tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying serveth not for them that believe not, but for them which believe. If therefore the whole church be come together in one place and all speak with tongues and there come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers will they not say that ye are mad but if all prophesy and there come in one that believeth not or one unlearned he is convinced of all he is judged of all and thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest and so falling down on his face he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth how is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you hath a psalm, hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation? Let all things be done unto edifying. If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two, or at most three, and that by course, and let one interpret. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church, and let him speak to himself and to God. Now we had a... Um, House fellowship here the other day. My wife rather did. She invites uh, ladies in the community, and there was uh, several new people that had come over, and there was about let's just say ten of these ladies, Indonesian women. Of course, the babies were here, and um, I was going to go out and get a cup of coffee, but while I was waiting on a taxi, I was sitting there, 
and uh, what they typically do is they'll get together and um, Dorito cook some food and then feed the people so first they start off with uh, singing some songs someone will bring a guitar they'll pray someone will uh, will bring a word and then others will comment on it and they'll discuss it and uh, then ultimately they they finish up and they they have time of fellowship to eat so Narita typically does that once maybe twice a month and I'm all for it and support but there's a particular lady who comes over and uh, it was really evident to me this week when it happened and they'll all begin to pray and uh, you know when you got 10 people together they're going to be kind of loud but this one lady begins to speak in tongues and she's like 10x volume level above everybody else almost like shouting out in the tongues nobody knows what she's saying because she's praying to God and uh, it's disruptive and there were some people there that I don't think had ever heard tongues before and they're, they're probably thinking what the heck I don't know if they'll come back I hope they do but everything Paul said here is true I mean they're just listen they don't know what's going on and then the Bible here I told my wife y'all need to read 1 Corinthians 14 because this lady is speaking in a tongue and that's okay let it be by two or three at the most and that by course they take turns and let one interpret but if there be no interpreter let them be silent in the church and she's out of order and I don't know that anybody's ever taught her there is never any interpretation that I, I can hear and it's so loud it's just chaotic and disruptive and that's why Paul had to set some things in course this is probably going on all the time and not with just one person but many and that's not how the, the Lord works God's not the author of confusion now if God is in that and there's an interpretation okay so be it praise God that's going to edify everybody but there was no interpretation that I was aware of so nobody was edified and she's out of order and she does this all the time there's one lady who does it and I don't know who taught her to do that but that's going to be addressed and I thought I'm just going to ease my way in there because I'm not part of their service I'm, not, I'm just kind of looking in but I told my wife who's hosting it read 1 Corinthians 14 and I said she's out of order she needs to pray to herself it's okay to pray in tongues but not what she was doing and again this is the word of God initial response I got back oh it was okay I said no it's not okay um, it doesn't matter what you or I think about it what does the word of God say that's the ultimate authority and the apostle Paul who wrote most of the New Testament God had him put this in the word there's got to be order if therefore the whole church come together in one place and all speak with tongues and they're coming some that are unlearned or unbelievers will they not say that ye are mad okay I read that but go down to verse 27 if any man speak in an unknown tongue and she was doing it let it be by two or at most three and that by course in turn and let one interpret well they weren't doing that it was a free for all and there was no interpretation 
So that's out of order. It was chaotic, and it really it was it was so loud that I could hear it anywhere in the house. And she just does that every time. I think that's rude. But if there be no interpreter, okay, this is not Shannon. Okay, trying to throttle somebody. This is the word of God. Is the word of God true or not? Yes, it is. The word of God is true. Let every man be a liar. It says, but if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. Okay, so they were praying and you can pray in tongues. But what she was doing, she's not supposed to do. Let the prophets speak two or three and let the other judge. Okay, so there is an order also for prophets. If anything be revealed to another that sitteth by, let the first hold his peace. For ye may all prophesy one by one, that all may learn, and all may be comforted. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. Let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak but they are commanded to be under obedience as also saith the law and if they will learn anything let them ask their husbands at home for it is a shame for women to speak in the church what came the word of God out from you or came it unto you only We've got a lot of people with their own revelations out there. And they think it supersedes the word of God. Or they think that they're God's ultimate arbiter of his word. And they disregard God's word. And I don't have full understanding of this chapter here. I'm not going to claim that I do. And I have some questions that I pose to God and I'm waiting on him to give me an answer. Because I want to study to show myself approved and I want to rightly divide the word of truth. But we've got some things that are out of order in today's church. We've got some things that are out of order. What are we going to do with this? Scripture here. If any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that are right unto you are the commandments of the Lord. So, is this just Paul weighing in or are these the commandments of the Lord? I believe they're the commandments of the Lord. Paul is saying as, as much here too. A prophet will know this. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy, and forbid not to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. Okay. There are some denominations, like the Baptists, that do not believe in speaking in tongues. I, I guess I'd call them the Orthodox Baptists. There's some that are like independent but typically with the Baptist denomination, they do not believe in speaking in tongues. Uh, can I bear witness out there with anybody? Has that been your experience? They don't believe that speaking in tongues is for today. Um, and I think that's still pretty much the way they are. And we're not to forbid the speaking of tongues. Tongues is for today. It's one of the gifts of the Holy Ghost. It, it's for today in operation just like the other gifts 
but it does say, let all things be done decently and in order. I will tell you this. Uh, I have five children, as many of you know. Two from first part of my life, and then in the second part of my life, God gave me three. But I have a grown daughter and a son back in the States. Vanessa, who is, she was born in 1990, so that makes her 33. And then my first son, Heston, which was born in, um, when was he born? 98. Yeah, 98. That makes him, um, he'll be 25 this year. He's the one that was in the Navy for almost three years. Three, almost four years. And when he was a boy, about two years old, I was raising him by myself. For two years I did, from age two to four. Um, Traumatic time in my life. Raising a child and working and being Mr. Mom to an infant. But I went to put him in school. I was in Jacksonville. And I was looking for a Christian school, a daycare. I didn't want to put him in something secular, but I was trying to find a Christian daycare. And I found this Baptist one. And what was shocked me and led me not to put him in there is they put their statement of faith up on the webpage. And they said, this is what we believe in, and we do not believe that uh, speaking in tongues is for today. And there was a warning or something about it where uh, it would not be tolerated. And I'm like, good grief. you got to be kidding me. And Baptist Church have, have some good things about them. They have some problems too. Sadly, many of them are falling into sexual sin, and I believe that's because um, they don't do deliverance, many of them. They believe in the King James Bible as the inspired word of God, and I give them thumbs up for that, but they've got other issues. They don't speak in tongues, and they don't do deliverance by and large. And a lot of them smoke. A lot of their deacons, you'll see out on the uh, porch of a church, smoking, even during service or before or after. What's up with that? Many of the other denominations, they've fallen by the wayside and, and gotten into LGBT. How did that happen? How did the Methodists and the Episcopalian and the Lutheran fall so far away? Fall away. It's really sad. Very sad. But clearly tongues are for today. Prophecy is for today. Apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists, all the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for today. They have not ceased. I don't care what the dude out there in California says. John something. He believes that the gifts have ceased. He's wrong. He may not have them. They may not be in operation as church. But they haven't ceased. Again, let everything be done in order. And... Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. By which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. Well, I guess I should throw this in. Uh, John MacArthur, thank you, Spiritual Monday. That's him. He, did, he believes that there's a cessation of gifts. 
Now he's a brilliant Bible teacher, but he has some wrong theology. And before I jump over to 1 Corinthians 15, uh, you know, when I said there, I don't have total understanding of this chapter, uh, I am asking the Lord to give me more knowledge and wisdom and insight. I want to have I want to have definitive answers to some of the questions that people pose. And I just have to say I don't understand everything. I don't know anybody does. But we keep on going. Put something on the shelf and then come back to it. And we ask God for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Illumination of the word when it says uh, suffer not a woman to speak in the church. Now what they were doing here is they're having a fellowship. Okay. But I think there's even supposed to be order in these kind of fellowships. Uh, but in a official role as a church, um, is there any, I'm, I'm just going to pose the question, is there any example in the Word of God where women were called to pastor churches or examples of women pastoring churches? I'm not talking about ladies involved in ministry, ministry of evangelism, deliverance, healing, being able to operate in any of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We know there's prophetesses also, but I'm just talking about one specific job. Um, I don't see any support for that in the scripture uh, for women being called to pastor. But I have to, and that's where I had to just say, Lord, I, I don't know. You're going to have to help me out on this because for example, I was playing an audio the other day of one of the early shows we did. This was back in 2010, 11, with my grandmother Weber. Her and granddad pastored churches their whole lives, pretty much, uh, once they got in the ministry, 50 years. And uh, they were known as the pastors, Pastor Weber, but granddad was the pastor. But him and grandmother pastored the church together as a couple. And grandmother would teach a uh, Sunday school class, okay, for the for the young adults and uh, on Sunday morning. And then she would come up and sit in the auditorium and granddad was pastor and he would deliver the message. They worked together, help meets. And we see where couples in the Bible, um, they shared the gospel together with those that, had not made a decision for Christ yet. I forget the couple's name, but we've got that. So surely you can do that. But I'm just saying called to pastor a church. We have it. I even have those that are on this program that are in that role now. And um, when grandmother and granddad were coming up and God had called them into the ministry, he sends them out, as I was listening to the story again, from Georgia. They were saved. And the Lord uh, told grandmother to go to India and then told them to um, pack everything they had and go to Texas, and they ended up in Dallas, Texas. I won't tell the whole story here. But they got out there, and um, they were directed to the house of a pastor named Sister Key. Now, I don't know what, what her husband was doing. I didn't get the information on that. But they called her uh, Pastor Key, Sister Key. She was pastoring some churches out there. Under the Church of God in about like 19, 
50, mid 50s, put a time frame on them. And they go there. Sister Key was uh, a Native American woman filled with the Holy Ghost and wisdom. And she invited grandmother and granddad in and uh, Uncle Johnny and Aunt Sula. And then grandmother had a brother that came along with them. So there was five plus about three kids. You know, my mom, aunt and uncle as babies. And they come in there and after the introduction they all sat down and uh, she said let's pray and uh, Sister Key was praying and grandmother prayed and spoke in tongues and Sister Key I think gave the interpretation uh, these are my children I have sent them use them and then it was through her that she allowed them to run a revival in the church there and it went on and it went from that to they were um, the general the excuse me the state overseer heard about them so did a district overseer district overseer wasn't too happy who are these young kids in their 20s coming in here they're not even ordained in the church of God well God had called them though many are called fewer chosen called chosen faithful and God used Sister Key to confirm his word. She gave them revival to run at her church. And then she ended up sending them over to pastor some mission churches. Grandmother and granddad went to one, and then Uncle Johnny and Aunt Sula went to another. I don't know what happened to my great uncle. I think he was there a while, and then he went back to Georgia. But bottom line is um, she was pastoring there. So there have been denominations in America that did allow for lady pastors. Assemblies of God, Church of God for sure. Is that out of order? I don't know. Because I can't reconcile that with this. On one hand, God used that and uh, that was pivotal pivotal in the placement of my grandparents at a particular church. But with Sister Key out of order, I don't know. I just, I don't have understanding of this. But I'm not going to say that it's it's not the word of God. Uh, I just don't have understanding. So I'm praying and saying, God, how do I reconcile this? And there we are. Uh, we've got to go to the word of God as our ultimate authority. And you may not like what the word of God says or might not agree with it, but it is the word of God. We need to let the word of God change us, not us try to change the word of God. Do I hear an amen out there? So again, the jury's out on that. I don't have an. I don't. I don't know uh, what's going on there. But I will say this: there are some things that we certainly know, without the shadow of a doubt, and yet people do not hold to it. They make up their own rules, and that is very dangerous. Do I hear an amen? Okay. I just want to throw that in there. I'm just being transparent. That's something that you know I've encountered this week. Uh, I want I want to line up with the Word of God. It's okay. I'll support, I'll embrace it. If not, then I need to change because I'm in compromise if I'm wrong on it. Moreover, First Corinthians chapter 15, and I think I think that would be uh, a good place for us all to agree. 
you know what? Um, if we're lacking understanding, then we need to gain that understanding once we know. Uh, if the Bible says do it, we need to do it. And there shouldn't be any discussion. Uh, the, the head covering, for example. The head covering. We know at a minimum, it's talking about long hair and a woman is her covering. And that represents power on her head. Uh, excuse me, that represents the glory. That's glory. But then there's also something known as the power, and I believe that's the part two of it, which is uh, the scarf over the, the hair. So you got the gore in your head, which is your long hair. you got the power in your head, which is a scarf. And I'm still seeking the Lord for clarification on that. But I will say this, ladies with short hair, out of order. I'm sorry, ladies, I know that it must be a burden, especially in hot climates, to maintain that hair. It's not easy. But that's the word of God. And we got a lot of people in rebellion with short haircuts. And ladies, and men with long hair. It's out of order. For men, it's a shame. Unless God told you to do it, like he told Samson to do it. But Samson's gone. And I don't know anybody who's been called to take his place. Or you're doing a Nazarite vow, maybe. It's out of order. And women with short hair, you've cut your gory off. You cut it off and you're in rebellion to the Word of God. Maybe it might be why you don't get the answered prayers you're looking for, breakthroughs. All of us, when we're in rebellion to the Word of God, the Word of God says do something, we're doing the opposite. It said it'd be better that you were shaved than to have short hair. Because when you pray, you're speaking to God, He wants your head covered. When you prophesy, you're speaking for God, He wants your hair covered. And again, I believe it's a two-part. And I'm going to study it out. I'll be the first to admit, you know, look. Um, I don't have 100% understanding of everything that's in the the Bible. But I don't know anybody who does either. But I think that God doesn't want us also to remain ignorant. And we just need to study to show ourselves approved. But there are people that study it and then they read it. And then they don't do it. They say, well, afui, I don't want to do that. Not today. I'm liberated. Well, okay. we got a lot of churches that are also operating, doing musical performances. God's not there either. They're singing to themselves. He's not there. we got a lot of people in rebellion to the word of God. Rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. What are you going to do with that? Resisting God to their own peril. They're out of order and we wonder why we have problems. And it's a slippery slope. How long is it before you begin to do other things that God says don't do? Fornicate, adulterate, sexual perversion, pornography, alcoholism, drunkenness, dangerous business disobeying the word of God he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is a sin isn't that what the word of God says I think before I jump in any further maybe go any deeper maybe we'll stop at verse four, uh, chapter 14 there's enough to cover there uh, I do want to play this uh, audio here let me see I did on the um, 
I did own the domain, but I recently, to save some money, I deleted most of my domains. I'm down to about three. I used to have 500, but you got to renew those every year. They're not nine bucks a year anymore. They're even $20 a year, and I'm not in that business as I was before. Uh, obtaining domain real estate for business reasons, and I literally scaled it all back down to bare bones and I let this uh, domain go but so be it I've got to tighten my belt okay let me um, find the Derek Prince audio let me do this hold on this will be good to put into the conversation Okay, listen to this. This is on 1 Corinthians 11. We did read this a day or two ago, but I didn't play it, and I want to play it, so let's do it. I'm having a hard time with Bing. Anybody using Bing? I gave up Google for Microsoft Bing, and I'm having things load super slow. Is it my internet, or is it Bing? What the heck's going on? We've also changed internet providers. That may be the downside. Going with a cheaper provider. Slower internet. This should come right up and it's not. Excuse me. Let me try something else here. Man. Maybe I'm just having a hard time with internet tonight. I don't know. Uh, what is it coming up here goes I think okay Paul says in the verse we've quoted every woman praying or prophesying with her head uncovered dishonors her head now when a woman prays she's speaking to God when a woman prophesies she's speaking for God so God has said when you speak to me or when you speak for me I want you to have your head covered now you might say, God, why? I'm not sure that God is obligated to tell you why. Let me give you a little example. Every June, the Queen of England has a garden party in Buckingham Palace. And certain people are invited. It's, it celebrates her birthday, which is not in June. That's irrelevant. Now, suppose you were invited to the Queen's tea party. And the invitation said, ladies are requested to wear hats and not to wear pants suits. Would you say the queen has got no right to tell me what I should wear? I don't believe anybody of you would, would go against that requirement. It would really be an insult to the person who invited you. <laughs> well, God says, if you pray to me or prophesy for me, I want your head covered. Are we able to tell God, God, I don't agree with that? I think it's out of date. See, there's a very, very vital issue. The real basic question is your respect for God. Or do you think God has changed his mind? This is the cultural argument. Well, culture has changed, so we don't have to do it. I don't believe that. There's no statement in 
First Corinthians about culture. It's not based on culture. It's based on God's requirements. I say, let God be God. I don't want to appear, what would I say, one-sided, but I think it's a much more important issue than most contemporary Christians realize. As the basic issue is our respect for God. You say, well, I don't understand. Well, maybe you don't understand why the Queen doesn't want you to wear a pantsuit. But if she doesn't, you won't do it. If you respect the Queen of England, how much more should you respect Almighty God? What Ruth says is perfectly true, is the church has changed fashions with the world. You don't have to wear a hat. Ruth doesn't wear a hat. I think she looks nice, personally. I don't think she looks silly. In fact, to tell you the truth, I think she looks nicer than a lot of women who don't have their heads covered. I am inclined to think that one of the things that will really release the blessing of God into the church is a respect for God that takes his word seriously. <clears throat> I'm not, you know, uptight about this. I'm a rather relaxed person about dress. As a matter of fact, when I married Ruth, our African daughter said to Ruth, I hope you'll do something about the way my father dresses. So, I mean, it isn't a matter of I'm the old British stiff upper lip type. It's a question of how seriously do I actually take the scripture. I don't think we can say more about that except that, well, let's say it all while we're about it. <laughs> Paul says a woman's hair is her glory. Is that out of date? I mean, is it said in a way that implies it only applied in the Roman Empire? There's no suggestion about that. So, you cut your hair, you know what you're doing? You're cutting off your glory. I mean, I'm not saying how long a hair should be, but I'm saying, bear in mind, your hair is your glory. I tell you, I'm being very frank, it costs Ruth quite a lot of labor to keep her hair long. It's more bother to wash it, it's more bother to take care of it, it takes more time and more effort. Why does she do it? Because it's her glory. And it's interesting when she goes to have her hair cut or trimmed or whatever, both in Israel and here in Fort Lauderdale, she goes to a very high-class hairdresser. In fact, the one who does our hair, and does mine too, used to be a top hairdresser for Elizabeth Arden. He does it now as a favor to us. He's, he's formed a relationship with us. And each of them, when they look at Ruth, they say, thank God for a woman that isn't a carbon copy of every other woman. And that is uh, Derek Prince on the subject.
I want. I thought that was a, uh, there was a longer video that I need to search that again. But your hair is your glory, and um, a lot of people are not going to like that. A lot of people don't do it. Do we have the respect today for God that we should have? I'm going to leave you with that question. And uh, you know, I want to uh, dig deeper into some of these issues. And I also challenge people, start obeying the scripture. Even if the rest of the church is not doing it. Even if people mock you, they berate they belittle you, berate you. They say you're old fashioned. Is God old fashioned? God's the same yesterday, today and forever. He says, I change not. We're all in rebellion to one degree or the other, and some it's it's destroying them. We need to repent. Look at our nation. We got people that don't want to obey the laws. We got people making laws that run contrary to the word of God. We ought to obey God rather than men. You say, What's the law? Well, if the law of the land is in contradiction to the word of God, we must obey God and disobey their decree. God overrides it all. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There was a law in place. There was at Babylon where everybody had to bow their knee to an idol at the sound of the the horn or the trumpet. And um, trumpet sounded Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were still standing up everybody else was prostrate on the ground bowed down and real easy to see who's not in compliance these three guys probably among hundreds of thousands and immediately they were brought up before the king read the right act and the king says oh you're going to try to defy me then huh I'm going to give you another chance. And if you don't bow, you're going into the fiery furnace. And they said, Oh, king, we're not careful to answer you. But God is able to deliver us out of your hands. We, And even if he doesn't, we still will not bow, king. They were not about to do something that run contrary to the word of God, worshiping other gods, breaking the Ten Commandments, in other words. And they paid a price but God was with them and he delivered them there was a fourth man in the fire like unto the son of God um, we're going to be asked to make that decision too in our everyday lives being in the church are we going to obey the word of God or, or go with what's the church culture we ought to obey God rather than men even down to the these small details Maybe they're not so small. Maybe we're suffering because we have thrown out things here that God takes very seriously. And we're not showing the respect for God and the fear of God that we need to. Well, maybe we're not going to hear from God like we need to or see the miracles.
something to think about. And you know what? We ought to obey God rather than men. I'll say it again. If you're convicted that you need to be doing this and you're not, then repent. Do it. And I want to hear from you because I believe God will bless you. And um, I do believe this is for today, as Paul said. To the people then, it's for us today. I mean, as Derek Prince said, this is not a cultural thing here. This is for anybody to come along to read this word. Commandment of God. We're breaking a lot of commandments. That's the sad part. And we're going to pay a heavy price when we do. America's about to pay a big price. I mean, what an affront to God. Just this week, one person objected to the Bible and it was pulled out of a school library in Utah. We know uh, sodomy will send you to hell, but we're embracing it this month. We've got the military embracing it. Folks, we're doing everything we can. We just keep digging our uh, that's wrong and piling more sins on top of that. We're in some serious trouble. I'm going to close out here with a song and uh, get out of here. I want to thank you for tuning in today to our four-hour marathon. Sometimes we'll go later. Count on that probably for tomorrow with Tom Mack and Tom Baird. That could be a three-hour program again. Uh, that is our most listened-to program, by the way, Tom Mack and Tom Baird. We're going to have him back on tomorrow night. Tomorrow we're going to have uh, Dr. Hansen, Joseph Ferrara, Daniel Daves, and Tom Mack, and I believe Tom Barrett will be joining us too. Um, I've already uploaded uh, two new episodes of The Omega Man Reloaded on our special channel for that. And then these that we did today I'll be putting up on our main channel. Go to OmegaManRadio.com and you can find both of our Podbean accounts. Get over there. Help yourself to them. And uh, I still need to know are they available only for play or can you download them? Well, somebody let me know. Again, play only or is it you've got the option to download too? I'm not sure. So let me know about that. Uh, if you want to support this program, you do it in a number of ways. Uh, of course, we'll take your prayers. Some people are not financially able to support. And uh, you can still pray for us. That's very valuable. You can also share programs with friends. That will support the program. Anything you can do to get the word out, let people know how to find us. Um, things are always subject to change, schedules, you name it, archives. But one thing for sure is I'll put it up on my main website. So if there's any confusion or any question, go to OmegaManRadio.com and you'll find all updates there. Terry L. Cook, somebody said, um, please keep asking him to come back. I will. A couple times I was almost able to get him back and then... He's under uh, intense pressure right now, so uh, pray for Terry. I would love to have him back on. Um, of course, if God does enable you to support this program, it is much appreciated. We are 100% listener supported. I was going to launch an herbal supplement this year, and God told me not to do it. I don't know what he knows on that, but I have to obey the Lord. And he said, don't do it this year. I'm hoping he'll release me to do it in January because I have a couple ideas I'd like to come out with. I've done that in the past uh, as a business before I ever got on a Mega Man, and so that was the first thought that came to me. I'll, I'll launch a new supplement line, but he has not authorized me to do it in 2023, so there we are. So I'm thinking, Lord, what else can I do? And I'm waiting on the Lord. Uh, 
but we do need to um, fuel the program to keep it alive and those of you that do I want to thank you because we're here tonight because of your help and if you'd like to get on board with us in that area support it on my website omegamanradio.com we've got PayPal Zelly uh, GoFundMe Cash App we take crypto and we have a mailing address so send all your gold to the mailing address <laughs> okay um, folks I love you all thank you very much as, as George Bush Jr. said just send cash that always works. Cash works. Cash is still king. Uh, I've got a song to play for you. If you want to email me, omegamanradio at protonmail.com. You might want to sign up to my Substack. Uh, I'm liking that. The more and more I use it, I can post stuff there. And so far, they're not deleting anything. Can't say that about Facebook. Why do I want to paste on Facebook and then they, they bust my chops and they delete my uh, video posting? Twitter's okay. Uh, Tucker has just launched episode one over there, so I think Twitter's going to be okay. And uh, I am reposting shows automatically that I upload. They're going to uh, to Twitter, so tw- Twitter is back. But in terms of post, i got something to say. I'm going to use uh, Substack. If you want to sign up for it, you can. It's free. Okay, I did want to play a song here. It goes in line with some of the scripture that we read. See if I can find it. And then we'll get out of here. Father God, I just thank you for this day. Bless everyone that came out today. Help us to get this program out far and wide. Bless the here. Give everyone a good night's sleep tonight. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we praise you, God. Amen. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.